Welcome everybody to the Mongols Premier League show. I am Mike. With me as always is Kev and Josh. It was an eventful week. Guys, I feel like we haven't talked in like forever. You say it, that it, every it time. It feels like you say that every I time. I do. <laughs> We're the only people he actually talks to. Week, so. <laughs> I just sit in a room and type to myself. And, That's true. Yeah, get lost in my I head. Agree. We yeah. haven't talked in a while. Yeah. How was Philly? No, I, Philly, well, right? I did. I went to Philly, and that's that's part of the reason. Uh, for those who don't know, we typically record both the Premier League show and the Riverhound show on Monday nights. Um, this week, we're recording both of them on Tuesday nights, or Tuesday night, um, because I was at a conference in Philly uh, this pa- or yesterday. Actually, I drove in this morning. I, I left Philly at 5 a.m., which it's always interesting driving back across the state that early when it's like dark out because there's always that 10 minute period where it's like oh wait i think it's getting lighter i think it's getting lighter and then you need sunglasses because it just boom it hits you <laughs> but uh it's not a bad drive coming across the state josh you were the opposite direction this weekend right yeah i went to ohio for a wedding and it was about four hours away so you you had a little bit more of a drive than i did <laughs> yeah it was about four and a half so yeah, yeah. about four so it yeah it's again easy drive just you know take one highway pretty much all the way there so yeah i had to deal with uh you know the steelers losing to uh, the eagles this week so there were a lot of people that were hyped up about that at the conference i'm just like yeah yeah i'm from pittsburgh <laughs> great Thanks. yep that's us yep yep yeah but uh but no otherwise i was actually impressed i i had never been to philly before um and the the conference was on penn's campus so just walking around Penn and seeing some of the old buildings and the museum and stuff. Is there ivy? Seems like a pretty cool the town. There is, yeah, lots of brick, lots of uh, cobblestone. Like nice. as you're walking, not necessarily on the roads, but most of the paths are cobblestone. And yeah, it wasn't too bad. Um, and I, <laughs> we were talking a little bit off air. I tried to cram as much soccer as I possibly could into it. Rewatching the Hounds game Sunday morning, driving basically five hours out to Philly, watching. You know, the one of the games we're going to talk about Sunday night, woke up Monday morning, watched another one of the games, watched another one of the games last night, drove back today, notes. Yeah, good time. Lots of soccer. Lots. You're, you're not impressing lots. anyone, Mike. <laughs> I'm kidding. I tried to watch a lot of soccer. I was actually in the middle of nowhere, though. So, like, I'm, I'm on my phone trying to watch soccer. Uh, and then suddenly the signal just drops. I'm like, oh, well, yeah, that froze. Okay. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. You know, I thought it was bad when we were watching like one Hounds game a week or two Hounds games a week. I'm like, man, it's tough how we're going to cram this in. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it's I honestly, you know, I, I envy in a lot of ways the people who do this for a profession. I'm like, this is your job. You sit here and watch soccer and just talk about it. We're doing it just because... I like hanging out with you guys and talking to you guys. Even if we didn't have any listeners, I'd be like, yeah, let's get together and talk about soccer. <laughs> Do so, it every week. We for record these? Yeah. <laughs> What's yeah, yeah. Yeah, it would just be a hangout. We wouldn't even have to record yeah. it. But um, but that wouldn't be that much fun. So anyway, we got a lot of soccer coming up here. A lot of different things to talk about. Um, Kevin's still giggling <laughs> to himself. We're going to talk about Man United versus Leicester. We're going to talk about Liverpool versus Hull. We're going to talk about what other game are we talk about here? Spurs versus Middlebrough. Middlebrough. Um, Middle bra. I'm just going to drop the S. Bra. Middle bra. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about just the table. We're going to talk about, uh, you know, a little bit of a format change to this show. Uh, talk a little bit about fantasy. We got all sorts of stuff coming up. So let's dive right into the first game, um, which was Manchester United versus Leicester. Man, you walked away with a 4-1 to win. It, I mean, is this... 
Man U came into this game, you know, having lost a few. Is this Man U riding the ship, or is this Leicester... We said this, you know, a few weeks ago. Is this just Leicester reverting back to what we thought they would be? I don't know. I, I, there's always that. Go, go, ahead. go ahead, Josh. You go. Um, I talk way too much. <laughs> you always go first. Jeez. <laughs> Let me go first. Um, no, I was just a quick takeaway was, would be that this is, I feel like you always hear, you know, people talk about their teams and say, like, there's the games that are supposed to win. This is a game that I thought Man City was, or Man U was supposed to win. So it's not surprising that they won. I think it's more surprising that they won so easily and just like without key players or I want to say key players, but some of their players. So they showed depth. They showed that they could be that team. And I'm hoping that maybe we'll see this stop the whole, you know, like Man U is a crap team this year and that kind of stuff. Why are you hoping that? (laughs) No, I mean, I don't like Man U, but at the same time, I still want to see, you know, competitive gameplay. And that's, that's, they're supposed to be up there, so yeah. it would be nice to actually care when you beat them. Yeah. Man, you got their four goals all in the first half, three of them off of corner kicks. So it, it, well, that, that, it, it that was, came fast and furious. That was one of the points that I was I wanted to make is not to be pessimistic about this from a, from a United standpoint, um, but it wasn't like – I mean, so, so the one goal they didn't score from the set piece was a really nice – nicely worked goal um I, I forget who it was who laid it off to uh Mata and my it was either Rashford or one of the young guys um but um it was a nice flick on Mata comes on and just has a great left-footed shot uh and the side of the net but the other three I mean those are those are I don't know those are goals we would expect to see from like West Brom Crystal Palace I mean this is this is the game that we are seeing what, last week when we covered one, I forget what I forget what game we covered last week, but it was like five set piece goals throughout the game. Um, you know, Pogba starts to show flashes of it, but I mean, with I, I'm I, I'm obviously biased. It's hard to get away from that, but from with players like Pogba and Ibrahimovic and and Rashford and Mata and all this other stuff, you would expect I think a bit more of a free flowing, free scoring type of attack with players linking up with each other, movement in the box, things like this. And when you get three or four goals, you know, from set pieces off of headers, you know, that that's that's not that's not goals you would expect to to United to, to, to score at the same time I doubt their fans are upset I mean they scored four goals it's it was a good result for them against uh last year's champions I the other point I wanted to make was you know you, you mentioned at the beginning about Leicester um I don't know I, I think at the beginning of the season the the Hull versus Leicester result had us thinking you know maybe this is maybe maybe Hall can do something this year I think as the results continue to go on and, and Hall continue to lose and, and Lester kind of continue to lose. I think now given given the context of the games we've seen, it's more of Lester might not be that great and rather than the whole Hall played really well and beat a very good Lester team. Um, but I don't know. I mean, we're, we're still only six games in, so a lot, a lot can change. Um, yeah, going into this game, and especially early on, I was sort of – putting the narrative together in my mind that I've been really unimpressed with Pogba so far this season. Like they paid a lot of money and I really didn't think they were getting anything special. And then as this game wore on, my whole narrative started to change. And I was like, uh, 
wait a minute. Like, he's starting to connect in ways with Zlatan. There was one in particular where he chipped it over the top. Zlatan just chested the ball down and immediately hit it. Now, he, he missed the target. But I just sat there thinking, like, if this is shades of what's to come, like, this is going to be really scary for the rest of the league because I think he's starting to round into form. And maybe it was the case that Rooney wasn't on the field, and so he sort of stepped up and played sort of that... Uh, I don't want to say an enforcer position, but he was he, he was more involved in the attack. When Rooney's sitting in front of him, he's more of a, a holding defender than anything else. So that could have been a sub that that changed that uh, that outcome. Um, yeah, I the, the one of my other takeaways is that uh, as I watch these games and as the years go by, um, I am now 33 years old, and I look at these players and I'm thinking. There's never any ch- like my 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 hopes and dreams of someday playing professional <laughs> soccer are just slowly you know sliding away with every passing year. Part of me really 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 wants to just go and try and be like a walk on for the Hounds next season. Like just go through the process of trying. I know I won't make the team, but part of me is like just do it, just do it. You know you're letting that slip away. When they announced that Zlatan is about to turn 35, a little piece of me thought, I've still got a chance. Like, I could, I could do this. Like, granted, he's a freakish beast, you know, probably six inches taller than I am. And, uh, yeah. I, uh, yeah, I mean, what? Like, Rashford's, like, 20 or something like that. As soon as – I mean, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm 25, and as soon as, like, good players – were younger than me i was like yeah that's it um that's weird that's really weird and that's that's it because yeah. a realist he was like all right i'm yeah. <laughs> throwing the towel not gonna happen well and i mean there's so many players that i look at still and i'm like ah they, they're like um once i got past like 22 23 i became the worst judge of age ever and so there's yeah. still guys that i look at i'm like they're my age they're, they've got to be around my look at like the gray hair and they're balding and they're like they're 22 years old and i'm like oh jeez like it's just yeah I think I'm just reaching that point in my life where, yeah. Back I'm to starting United. To get <laughs> yeah, back, back to United. Go ahead, Kev. It's like crisis here. No, I was, I was yeah. just going to say, yeah. I'm just going to mute and cry for a few minutes. Go ahead. <laughs> I was going to pick up on um, your Pogba, Ibrahimovic thing. I mean, yeah, there was also, what, another chance. Yeah, that, that link-up play they had was is starting to come off. I think Pogba also has maybe a shot from, like, 22 23 yards out that hits the crossbar it, it initially looks like it's going way over and it just dips out of mm-hmm. nowhere and and creates a very nice sound coming off the crossbar sometimes it just kind of like hits off the side and you don't hear anything but that just that was a crisp crossbar <laughs> hit um yeah i mean they're, they're, they're looking better the the only other um you know the fact that rooney's out and Mata is still in is is a bit i think surprising for me um i think a lot of people were expecting Mata to drop out but it, it, it's, it's almost like Mourinho's giving him his chance to prove why he's going to get rid of him, but Mata just keeps keeps performing. So like Mourinho can't get rid I, of him. I was going to say Mata's actually is performing really well, and now that's another takeaway for this is the fact that he is looking so good, mm-hmm. and I I'm just surprised by that. And uh, is Rooney uh, perhaps not going to be with them much longer? I mean, I I could see it. Yeah, I mean, there's there's been talk for a while now about, you know, Rooney is just sort of, he's starting to age out. And I think because he's been such a poster boy for the league, for England, for so long, that it's it's going to be one of those difficult 
things to just start benching him or, or him to watch his playing time just get reduced. Now, he did get minutes in this game. He came on late. Yeah. But, it, yeah, I mean, from what we've seen of United so far, this was one of the most impressive games I've seen with him. Mm-hmm. And I think the fact that he was on the bench had a decent part to play in that with Mata and Pogba both being much more involved. The narrative has always been that Rooney will leave Man U and go to Everton because Everton is where he like is the team he loves and is the team that, you know, developed him and all that stuff. I really hope that doesn't happen. I was just going to say, I really don't want that to happen. I understand. Like I'm not an old enough Everton fan to remember like him developing in Everton and becoming who he is through Everton, but even even so, even if I was there, I don't think you can really sign a player just because of that nostalgia, and I, I feel like I'm hoping Everton is, is better than that now, that he can't just kind of like retire in Everton. And now, he'll he'll come and retire at like NYCFC or something that's, like that's that. That's what I hope happens. Yeah. <laughs> come get a big payday, play in the MLS, sell some jerseys. Um, that's, that's fine. He can be on the new LA team. Uh, not, yeah. The Galaxy with the new one. I can't remember. LA, LAFC. Oh, yeah. That's right. LAFC. I was going to LAFC 2. No, that's just no, LAFC. It's just yeah. LAFC. Yeah. L-A-F-C. I think the other thing about Rooney is it's not even just his age, too. I mean, he was, you know, from the time he was breaking out at Everton, I mean, he he's, he's played a ton of games. I mean, you can you can be a 30-year-old footballer in, in England and, you know, have two of them side by side. One of them has played, you know, 50% more game time than, than the other one has. And that has an effect on, on your on your legs and your body and everything like that. And I think that's that's definitely something that, that's happening with Rooney. But on the flip side, well, not on the flip side, just to add to it, um, you know, you look at United past managers with Moyes um, and Van Gaal, I think especially Moyes, managers like them. I mean, can you imagine if they made the call to, like, get rid of Rooney or drop Rooney? I mean, they, they don't really seem... I don't, for me, they don't have the big kind of clout and personality to do that and get away with it whereas Mourinho you could see him getting away with it I don't I don't don't know but that's do you think do you think it happens this year I'm putting you on the spot do you think Mourinho drops Rooney this year I think transfers him out from what so we had six games 38 game season so it's 32 more games I from those 32 games let's remove cup games in Europe uh, Europa League I would say he maybe gets eight to ten more starts with a couple more appearances off the bench. I don't. Uh, it doesn't seem like he's going to play a significant role, but at the same time, I don't know. This is one game. This could be knee-jerk reactions, but I don't know. He stays the whole season. I, I don't think he he leaves partially through the season. I could see him not being a starter as much. Um, I do think he'll get starts. I just don't think it will be consistent. Well, I was going to say, if he doesn't get starts, is it a case where Mourinho transfers him out, or does he get tired and demand to get out to go play? I mean, the other question is, does he care about not getting starts? I mean, he's been playing for a long time and has a lot of games under him. Would he, I don't want to say welcome, I mean, he's a pro player, so he wants to play, obviously, but there's still that little part, you know, it's like, you know, I could take a rest. (laughs) He looked pretty happy on the bench. Yeah, you know, he was he was cheering along with everybody. Um, yeah, Leicester now lost more games in six weeks than they did all of last season. Somebody who didn't look happy on the bench. Um, I kept looking at him. I was like, who does he remind me of? 
Claudio Ranieri looks to me like the disgruntled love child of Bill Murray and Harry Potter. Like, if you look at him, he looks like Bill Murray, but with the round glasses and, like, just the frown on his face. Look, Kevin's looking to the sky. Next game you watch Lester, that's all you're going to think of. You're going to think Bill Murray and Harry Potter. I I think he's looking at the sky because, one, he's trying to picture it, and he can't. But, two, because you have this habit. I do. This is is my thing. I compare people to, to, yeah, famous TV Morphing famous people. Yeah, but otherwise, you know, I thought this was a pretty commanding performance from Man United. I mean, I, they could have put a few more away, um, and really, just Leicester didn't have a chance. Um, it, <clears throat> you know, their their goal, uh, Leicester's goal, Damari Gray, around the 60th minute, beat two United defenders, ripped a shot 20 yards out. It was a great individual effort, but there was no team buildup. Um, it, it was going to take more than that if they had a chance, and they just didn't have it, so... Good on Man U. I, I think the scoreline um, was, was any... important as well. I mean, because rightly or wrongly, it did seem like press started to kind of turn on Mourinho with three losses on the bounce. And, you know, to, they, A, they needed to win. B, they needed to need. Um, but, I mean, the, it, the, this result certainly, I think, gets the, pre- uh, gets the press and, and the small amount of pressure that, that was there off their back for a bit. And uh, and gets them on on winning ways again. So, yeah, that, that yeah, the narrative is no longer yeah. on that you know that trajectory to be like, hey, Man U is the crappiest team this year. They're the Chelsea of last year or whatever. Right. Like it's not not like that <laughs> <Yeah>. now. <laughs> you guys are so 2015. <laughs> I guess we can say that about Leicester. Um, mm. But uh, yeah, next yeah, week Leicester 2015. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, so next week Leicester gets Southampton. And Man U gets Stoke. So I'm assuming Man U's winning ways are going to continue um, with Stoke. Near the bottom of the table, I think they are in 19th. Um, actually, Southampton may be below them. I can't remember who's in 20th. I have to go back and look. Um, any other takeaways from this game before we move on to the next one? None no. that I can think of. This, this was one that I actually didn't mind you know, watching and cheering for Man U. It was an entertaining game, in my opinion. You know, most of the games I go on, I'm like, eh, Man U, I don't know. But not that I'm going to become a Man U supporter, but I think that there are still games that you can watch that are entertaining from them. I was cheering for the guys I have on my fantasy league, and that was it. <laughs> Who do you, on who's that, who's Josh. on your squad from this from this game, Josh? Do you Zeltan, have anybody? And he got nothing. Yeah. Thanks, Captain. <laughs> yeah, I had, uh, I had Shaw... Um, on my Sean bench. Didn't play? Yeah, yeah. he was on the he bench. He didn't play. I I... He didn't play. No. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, I benched him because I no, I actually sold uh, Shaw. That's right. Yeah. So moving on quickly before we Liverpool... switch over to you mentioned Southampton. There, they're actually doing a bit better over the past four games. They haven't let in a goal and they've won their last four games. So they're they're slowly on the climb. As Whoa. Well. They, they started. Wow. They started pretty poorly, um, but they're they're starting to put it together. So. Yeah, I wasn't even close. They're in ninth. Who was wow. I thinking? I was thinking of Sunderland. Sunderland oh, is in yeah. 20th. The S teams. The long S yeah. teams. Just blame it on my laziness of reading. That's what it is. I'm like, it starts with an S and it's long. It's got to be either Southampton or Sunderland. Let's roll the dice. So, yeah, my bad. We'll see. Lester may end up picking up a uh, another loss this week, so we'll see. Um, the next game, Liverpool versus Hull. Liverpool thrashes them five to one. This was another game though, where we talked about Hull last week. Hull went down to 10 men. Once again, handball in the box in this game, they go down to 10 men. Um, but I don't think they didn't bring the heart that we saw in the last game against Arsenal um, in this case. And 
honestly, going into halftime, I, I, if, as you're a Hall player, I don't know how you come out of halftime like feeling like, I want to go play some more. Like, it's just... They were down, uh, what was, how many goals did, did uh, Liverpool had three goals going into halftime. Um, you know, Haller down to 10 men. They, Liverpool had like 90% possession. Like, it's one of those things where it's just, you really, really hope you just get subbed out because it's just, it, yeah, yeah. Liverpool just demanded, I mean, they just commanded this game. Yeah, so the, the game was kind of dead and buried by the first half. I mean, and even I forget the manager's name, but he he even kind of mentions that in the in the post game, uh, post match uh, press conference, saying that like, yeah, he was pretty much all right. Like, let's solidify and let's let's be a bit tighter and make sure that this doesn't get any worse, kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, a, a lot of people are going to say you know it's just Hall, but that's kind of the point. I mean, we've. We've the the narrative leading up to this game was okay. Liverpool Liverpool can hang with the big guys, but can they put in the performance and, and, and get the result against against the uh, the teams that'll come to Anfield and, and sit deep and, and put ten men behind the ball? And yeah, we we very much emphatically did that. Um, it was it. I think the biggest difference between this game and the Burnley game was, um, well, a Burnley scored early and it's, it's an obvious statement but that starts putting a bit of doubt in, in Liverpool players heads and then th- things start to go wrong whereas you know players start forcing it and they, they start getting nervous and panicky and, and forcing balls that they shouldn't and taking shots that they shouldn't whereas in this game it was much more like no like it'll come we know it's going to come let's just keep knocking the ball around we're, we're confident in our ability and it's going to come and, and it did and uh yeah I mean it's it could have been more it could have been more than 5-1 it could have been, you know it's one of those things where you, at the end of the season if you look back maybe for goal differential thing this could have been a game where it could have been worse but everyone played really well Milner at left back once again potentially man of the match Luana had a great game um yeah everything's going good Katina had a great yeah, game yeah Katina had yeah. a very good yeah. game yeah I, yeah I I feel like that handball I mean that is that two games in a row for yeah. Hall? Is that yeah. correct? I think last game too they had the. Well, hand I guess ball. technically there's yeah. a league cup game. Going. Yeah, that they didn't have one, but yeah. Okay, Sorry. yeah, that yeah, was yeah. a very league snidey thing to say. I apologize. Games <laughs> that we watched. Yeah, <laughs> games I actually watched. Yeah, yeah. but it just devastating. Once that happened, it just never recovered. Well, I mean, it's not even like they looked like they were going to win before that. It's not like you know they had a huge chance but after that handball it just deflated yeah. you could just tell it's like okay well this game's over next yeah, yeah you, you feel bad for i mean because it was a handball at least for me i mean it was it, it was pretty obvious and you feel bad I mean, because he's it's what are you gonna do you're a player you're on the line you know it's going past you if, if you don't do anything it's going in like i've done that like i've i played soccer growing up i've done that before and it's it's kind of on instinct rather than making the decision to do it but but yeah, when I first saw, it, I thought it, I honestly did think it was ball to hand, like less so than like I, I felt like it was just a, a heck of a shot and it was coming right at him and it just went off his hand. Uh, but I think it's mostly instinct as well, where it's just you see that ball right there and you just try and get in front of it and you just pull your hand up. Yeah, yeah. This was a game, you know. I don't think I said it last week at Liverpool. I know, or about Liverpool. Lo, I know Loaf um, made some comments on Twitter uh, after we released the show where Kev, you said you thought that Liverpool were title contenders, and Loaf seconded that. But you know, you guys both being Liverpool supporters, I'm just like, okay, <laughs> sure, yeah. Um, 
I I'm starting to see that now. I think that Liverpool have a real shot at chasing City for the crown. And I think what's interesting to me is that Liverpool take a very um, I, I don't want to call it a Pep Guardiola approach, but Pep uh, when he was at Barcelona, Pep was infamous for taking midfielders and playing them in defense and playing them up forward. And the idea is that in his mind to play midfield, you have to play both offense and defense. And therefore they have the potential to be some of the smartest players on the field. And what I'm sort of seeing from Liverpool is that you don't have sort of this one true striker. You know, they started this game with Firmino up top. And in the past we've seen Firmino, play in midfield, play central midfield, play a little bit deeper, sort of be that playmaker. Um, you know, you mentioned Milner, how, you know, Milner's listed as a midfielder, but they play him at left back. Um, it's it's Everything else just... shifting around too. I mean, like Henderson's a box-to-box number eight midfielder. He's playing the holding midfielder role now. You know, a lot, a lot, a lot of people would say Lalan is a number 10. He's playing in the midfield now. Same thing with Wijnaldum. So, yeah, sorry. But, but I think that there's... When you compare that to other teams like a United, where you have a player like Zlatan, who his job is to get the ball and score, it's a very different setup in terms of how you build your team. You're, you're building that collective team. And, you know, Liverpool got, what, five goals, and it was four different scorers. Um, the only one who got two goals was Milner, and they were both PKs. And you could so, tell he wanted that hat trick, too. At, at left back, like, he was just thinking, how can I get this? I Honestly... I added Milner to my fantasy team this week because A, he's only six and a half million pounds, but B, he's constantly getting up into the attack. He has the potential for a lot of assists. And the way that Liverpool play, the way that they sort of set up outside of a team's 18 and just sort of knock the ball around until they get some holes, they're going to get a lot of PKs this year. I feel like there's going to be a lot of through balls played. Somebody gets taken down. And if Milner's taking PKs, like... Even even his assist as well. I mean, I, I could be massively wrong here because this feels wrong but i swear i've heard the number that like last season he got around like 15 assists or something he puts in a good ball like he's 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 been a great player for man city especially out wide when he plays those combinations with other players out out on the touchline and things like that and he can put on a great ball but yeah i mean it's you know klopp went on um like a pundit show in England on Monday night. It's called Monday Night Football. I don't know if it's Sky Sports or whoever did it. And and they were talking a bit about his tactics and things like that. And I could be recalling this from a previous conversation. But he mainly says, like, when we're in a defensive shape, then, like, you know, players' positions kind of matter more. Once we have the ball and once, we, once we're attacking, you know, you can have your two center backs and you can have Henderson maybe sitting a bit more. But other than that, he hasn't really care like what position you are or whatever you just you just get up there and and fill in space where other people make space for you and and attack as a unit and so i mean that so there yeah the, this was a stat that i found on um the monday night football thing so since klopp came in in october 2015 liverpool are first in the league in goals possession tackles per game and sprints per game which is not trivial i mean that's that's yeah. pretty impressive i mean on the flip side, conversely, defensively, we're, we're 10th in goals conceded, 18th in conceded from set pieces, and 12th in clean sheets. So, I mean, we're, but I, I don't know. I think a lot of that maybe comes from, from last season. I don't, I mean, we, we haven't been the tightest at the back this season, but we haven't been crazy other than maybe the Burnley game wasn't great. Arsenal put three past this. 
but there's signs of progression in in that sense. And plus, I don't know. I mean, we're not a Mourinho Chelsea team. We're not looking to win games by being defensive. We're looking to win games by dominating the ball and and be attacking. So, you know, we're not going to be the best in the league with by with with defense. But uh, but yeah, I mean, it's 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 it, the last little funny stat I want to throw in. So now. England's last manager only had Liverpool goal scorers. Think about that, people. <laughs> I don't know if you guys saw the news about... <laughs> Sorry, yes. I'm laughing at Mike's rolling his eyes. I'm like, oh, whatever. <laughs> it, was a, it was a joke. It was a joke. I wasn't trying to say Liverpool players are better than any other players. But... Kevin. Okay, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to ask this question to Kevin. I'm going to ask this question to Josh. So, Josh, in in your mind, okay, if you if you have your choice between team philosophies, would you prefer something like this full team approach that sort of a Liverpool and even to a certain extent a Man City, even though they have Aguero, seem to employ, or do you like more of the structure of you know the dominant? center forward and the skilled position players that you can sort of plug in and out of different positions and what i mean what are your thoughts on that do you have any thoughts on that i mean as far as entertainment goes it's i feel like the the first is more entertaining uh having the whole team go up there and just you know mess it up like you know what i mean like just <laughs> they they get up there and they they're fun to watch but i do feel like you set yourself up for the counter and i feel like that's why you're always going to have that issue where you're you're going to let in more goals than other teams um or at least have the you know the possibility of letting in more goals so it, it's it's not a practical uh setup for you know unless you have the the talent who can get back fast and uh i don't know if that's something that you can rely on throughout a whole season because legs get tired you know and so you need a lot more depth, I feel like, if you're going to do that and a lot of fast legs. Kev, don't say anything because I know where you're going with this because you mentioned this last week. I agree with you, Josh. This was something that, um, again, you know, I keep harking back to Pep at Barcelona, but you had you have to have a certain level of fitness to play this way. And, Kev, I know you said last week that the, the, the keeps coming up to Klopp and Klopp says it's never been well, a problem before. <laughs> I, I'll but, add new information We'll see. No, okay, I was gonna say. I mean, with, with that stat that I just read out, I mean, since Klopp came in, we were first in the league in possession. So it's not like we're running around. Seventy-seven percent. Seventy-seven percent of the possession, sixty minutes in. So we we have to yeah. go hard, but in relatively short intervals. When we have the ball, we're not busting our gut. To, I mean, we're making runs. We're working hard, but we're not working nearly as hard as, as we would have had with the whole counter pressing, ganga pressing, and 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 the defensive aspect of that. Sorry, sorry. I know I wasn't supposed to speak, but I had to. <laughs> no it's fine no i I guess my my closing thought on this was just i i'm interested and i I look forward to seeing where liverpool go this season i think the first time they play city it's going to be it's going to be a grudge match and i think it's It's going to be interesting interesting. to see that yeah um because i think it's two similar styles um, and it may come down to just a positional one-on-one battle sort of thing, you know, who who blinks first. Um, and so, yeah, that, that could be really fun to watch. I mean, they're, and they're doing somewhat similar things. I mean, I mentioned before where, where you're having a player like Henderson kind of play the holding kind of conductor with kind of two number 10s playing in the midfield. I haven't watched enough of City, but the few games that I have watched of them, it seems like 
I don't know, like Fernandinho's kind of dropping in the holding midfield, which you might expect. But then you have players like maybe Silva and De Bruyne, who a lot of people would envision them maybe in the middle of a like of, of a three and a four two three one or something. They're the kind of prototypical number tens. Yet Pep's dropping them back into the midfield as well. Um, something that you know we're, we're seeing a bit in Liverpool. So I mean, I, I still, it still seems like there's very different systems and, and they're playing it in very different ways, but. There, there are some similarities. I don't know. I wonder if that's like a, I don't know. I wonder if that's like a Bundesliga thing right now, or, or, or what's happening. But yeah, I mean, the, the question is though, like we we've talked about in the past, how it feels like that there is a a game plan to beat Liverpool, as far as uh, a tight defense and just sitting back and then getting that counter because that's, that's where they're weak, is with that counter when you have a tight defense. So we've seen that with Liverpool. I don't feel like we've seen that yet done well against Man City. And I don't think that would work against Man City. Or at least if it would, I don't know why no one's done it yet. So yeah. that, that is like the one thing that makes me think Man City might have the edge is that we the, no one's successfully you know, had that game plan written out. Like, this is how you beat Man City. We haven't yeah. seen that. When you have two teams that love to dominate possession, it's interesting to see what happens when one of them doesn't have it and what the game plan is. And I think that we talked a little bit about, um, you know, City versus United and how it's that chess match of, you know, uh, uh, Mourinho thought Pep was going to do one thing. Pep decided to do something else. Mourinho had to change on the fly. I think the first time that City and Liverpool play, you're going to see a lot of that. Um, Just trying to tailor to what the other team, what you think the other team is going to do. So. Yeah, I think all of that's really valid. By the way, I I still think City probably have the edge. I mean, I I would still put them as favorites for the league. I mean, they they're really good at soccer. They're really good at soccer. <laughs> so you guys win at soccer. Yeah, yeah. yeah yet to lose, I believe. Yet to yeah. lose. They haven't drawn any matches. So. Yeah. Nice. Now KDB, I think, picked up a knock, so they're going to be out with De Bruyne, or they're going to be De Bruyne is going to be out, so they're not going to have him for I think a few weeks. Um, but. You know, they, I think one of the reasons why he was so successful recently was because Aguero was out for a few games and he needed somebody to step up. And now that Aguero's back, he picked up two goals this week. So, yeah, they just keep on rolling. Um, next week, Liverpool gets Swansea. So, I expect the, the winning ways to keep going there. He'll get Chelsea. So, uh, we'll yeah. see, you know, what sort of, how, how that plays out for the Tigers. Josh, you're shaking your head. You I'm just hoping well. they keep 11. 11- <laughs> the whole match. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Maybe that's, you know, we talked about with the Hounds, just those small victories. Like, hey, Hall, just end the game with 11. Everyone men. stayed on the field. All right. <laughs> Great. <laughs> High fives. Uh, so the last game that uh, that we watched and we're going to talk about here, uh, voted on by the fans, Spurs fans came out and voted this week, uh, is Middlesbrough versus Spurs. When I when before I sat down and watched this game, for some reason I had it in my mind that Spurs won this like five to one too, and I was like, man, we really we picked like the the killer games this week. Like, this is awesome. And then when I saw Spurs only won two to one, I was like, oh well, yeah, you know. Um, but yeah, Spurs getting it done. Um, Son got both of the goals for Spurs basically on his own. You know, the first one was just like, hey, I'm gonna take the shot from 30 yards out and watch it go in. The second one, he was like, I'm gonna dribble it to the end line, lose it, fight to get it back at the 18, turn around, and shoot it. <laughs> oh, that one goes in too. That second one was yeah. insane. Just yeah. watching him, like, just I'm just gonna dribble in circles here until I get somewhat of a good shot. And it wasn't even like a, a great opportunity. He just nailed it. And it worked. Yeah. <laughs> and Somehow. the first, I mean, the first half, you know, I I was looking and uh, 
where where is it here um you know uh, middlesbrough's manager was like scribbling furiously on his notepad i'm like what are you trying to plan for like spurs were all over them in the first half i didn't think there was any way that middlesbrough was going to come out and do anything and then in the second half they came out and they got a goal and granted it wasn't they they were not the better team spurs were the better team in this game Mm -hmm. but in that second half middlesbrough came out and made a game of it they could have they could have got a draw in this game in my opinion it wouldn't have been a fair draw but they could have gotten the draw. Um, and so it was just a tale of two halves for me. Yeah, I, um, I, I, I kind of actually I have to disagree with you a bit on the first half. I, I thought, surprisingly, um, Middlesbrough controlled the game relatively well. I, I, I think Tottenham, obviously, they were just more clinical and they made their, their chances count. And they, I think Tottenham probably had a total of maybe 10, 15 minutes out of the first 45 where they were on top. Otherwise... I mean, Middlesbrough never really looked like scoring, but I don't know, at least for me, they still, I was expecting them to be much more under pressure from Tottenham in this game. I thought Middlesbrough actually, they played like a team that wanted a result. They they didn't play like a team that was recently um, promoted against you know one of the best teams from last season um I, I they they and they have some players in there to do that and so i was a bit surprised at how well they kept possession and tried to create some chances for themselves obviously they didn't create a lot in the first half but i don't know i i'll, well, I'll I mean, be interested I, to see where they go in in this season mm-hmm. i think it depends on expectations too i mean if you're looking at it as like hey they just got promoted spurs after this week are now second in the league and you're thinking Jeez. like, yeah. And if you're thinking like, hey, they didn't concede right away, that's a good game for them. Like, that's one way to think about it. But, you know, you mentioned it didn't seem like they had a chance on goal. They had a lot more chances on goal in the second half. So th- I guess that's the only way place that I'm coming from in terms of the first half versus the second yeah. half. I didn't feel like I felt like Spurs had the opportunity to get three, four goals in the first half and they just didn't finish. Um, and they could have really put the game away. And then the second half, Middlesbrough came out. Uh, Middlesbrough have, uh, who was it? This is riveting. Um, I had it here in my notes, and now it's about gone. Victor? Or, or... No, I so, it. yeah, I mean, no, I, don't know. <laughs> I think you did. So, no, I mentioned how, how I feel for Victor Valdez because he used to okay. be the poster boy at Barcelona, and now, mm-hmm. you know, he, he at times looked like a statue with Middlesbrough. Um, no, uh, Middlesbrough had a sub that they brought in that was just tearing stuff up at the end, and now I can't find his name. Yeah, I can't remember. Um, that somebody, uh, somebody start talking about another takeaway, and I'll look it up real quick. <laughs> I was just gonna say, I, I feel like the big difference, though, is just that Middlesbrough doesn't have someone like Sun. They don't have that star, that, that, that person who is going to go towards goal and do whatever he can to get that goal, because... I, in the end, I feel like that was the only difference between the two as far as, you know, who had the edge. It was just that you gave it to Sun and you let him do his thing. And Middlesbrough doesn't really have that person that they can just give it to and be like, here, do your thing. Yeah. Yeah. It was uh, it was Adama, uh, Adama Traore, who came on in the 60th minute for Middlesbrough and just had the jets that he ran past, I think it was four Spurs oh, yeah, players with the ball. <laughs> I mean, the dude. The dude oh, is un- that was awesome. The dude is unpolished. 
Um, I mean, he he has some things to work on, but I mean, if you're like Middlesbrough, his pass, yeah, <laughs> it, like his through pass, like his shot. Um, yeah. But I think if you're Middlesbrough, I think you just feed him the ball and make sure you got somebody behind him to play defense and just let him go. <laughs> because if nothing else, he's gonna make the games entertaining for you. But um, yeah, yeah, I think him. They kept trying to get the ball to Negredo yeah. as well, but nothing was happening there. Kev, I, I sort of step no, 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 on no, no. you. Sorry, step on you guys way too much. Um, so no, yeah, I think. Uh, <laughs> yes, you do. No. So, sorry, I'm laughing now. Um, I mean, the fact that yeah, I don't think a lot of people would have expected what. So like, so Son scored two goals in this game. I want to say he scored a couple last week or something like that. I mean, so I don't think a lot of people were expecting that. I certainly wasn't. Um, when a player like Harry Kane drops out of the side and, uh, you know, players like Eric Dyer and, and things like this, you know, they're not playing a great team, but they're still able to get it over the line, which is the most important thing. I mean, we, we talk a lot about, or at least I do, on the Mongols podcast about, like, professionalism, learning how to win, right? Tottenham are certainly becoming a team that is very professional in the sense where they know they don't need to put on amazing performances week in week out they know they don't need to blow teams away they just need to get it over the line sometimes and and those big performances will come in other weeks and so you know the the fact that i i would still classify son as you know i don't know if he's in a starting 11 when everyone's healthy um i mean now he is he's on form but uh to to have players like that who's who's deeper in your squad come up and, and put a performance like this i mean that's that's huge that's that's the difference between you know, fifth and sixth, and first, second, or third. Uh, so, he's he's only played three games with uh, Spurs so far. Um, the the first one was against Stoke, and he got like two goals that that game. And then the second game he played, uh, I think yes, yeah, Sunderland. He didn't get any goals that game, but he played the full time. Yeah. And then this game, he killed it as well. Yeah, I mean, look, yeah. they look a good side. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, you know, I mentioned the the table here. Next week, Spurs get Man City. I, I think we almost have to watch that game. Yeah, Middlesbrough get West Ham. Um, looking at the table, City's at the top with 18 points, like you guys said, haven't lost yet. Spurs are now at number two with 14 points, followed by Arsenal, Liverpool, Everton, all on 13 points each. So uh, I feel like the comparison of every time we watch this game, one of the, one of the way or any of these games, one of the ways that I break it down and I sort of put my notes together is I break the the game down into five minute chunks. So I'll say, okay, first five minutes, this is what I'm seeing. Okay. 10 minutes in, this is what I'm seeing. 15 minutes in, this is what I'm seeing. And if there's any like significant plays, I'll intermix that. But the first five to 10 minutes of any game, there's this feeling out period where there no team really has a ton of possession. Each team sort of gets some shots off until everybody sort of settles down. And I feel like looking at the table, and again, I'm new to all of this, but just the the outsider's perception of what's going on, I feel like we're now out of the first five to ten minutes of the season. And things are starting to settle into table standings as we'd somewhat expect them to shake out long term um you know like we said city spurs arsenal liverpool everton um uh beneath that you have you know man U, crystal palace chelsea swansea west brom make up your top 10 beneath that at the bottom you have sunderland stoke um the hammers swansea middlesbrough it's sort of what i was expecting to see 
So um, I don't know if you guys share that same sentiment or not, but I, I just thought that was an interesting analogy yeah. to, no, to, to where yeah, we're headed. I, and just like in a uh, soccer game, like sometimes you get a team who gets on a streak who just you know can't seem to be beat for a stretch of time, but then that hot streak ends. So I, I would still expect a couple of these teams to either skyrocket or plummet um, depending on you know the situation. But all in all, yeah, I do agree. I feel like you know, we're past that feeling out stage where the table is at least now looking more like what you would expect it to look like or what you can expect it to look like going forward. And, I mean, that's a good point too, Josh. I mean, I, last season, I forget what it was, but like I think City won their first like five games last season and everyone's like, oh, yeah, that's it. They, they're they're going to run away with it this season. And of course, Leicester hanging around and what? I think City finished fourth last season, I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah, I think it was Leicester, Arsenal, yeah. Tottenham city um so yeah i mean it is still early in the season but yeah i i I agree with both of you i think six games is starting to be enough where things are going to start settling into place so let's uh let's do this we got to pick our game of the week obviously we're going to talk liverpool and swansea since liverpool is the uh official pittsburgh pittsburgh's epl team of the year um what we're going to try to do is rather than do a fan vote this go around is uh we will pick our game of the week and then we're going to reach out to a few people and try to get them on the show and depending on who we get on uh that'll determine the third game that we that we discuss so um are there any games in particular that you guys you know i mentioned that uh, spurs play man city one verse two i feel like that's sort of a must watch um Kev, you have your hand yeah, in Yeah, no, I, I'm saying, like, yeah, like, I'm put, yeah, what are you going to do? Kind oh. of thing. Yeah, that wasn't me trying to say. I have a, something to say. Okay. Not like teacher teacher. <laughs> yeah. Josh, was there any other games that you wanted to, to call out in terms of ones we should watch? I mean, I'm looking at the table, or not the table, but the games here. Nothing else is really all that. I mean, yeah. Sticking out. City Tottenham will be good. I For, for the reasons we just kind of touched on, Previously, I actually think Leicester Southampton would be a good one. I mean, Southampton are in a really good run of form right now. You would still kind of expect Leicester to get a result from this, but Leicester kind of on the downturn. Um, so that would be, I think, uh, kind of interesting. Yeah, confidence is not on their side yeah. right now. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I'm going to say Everton, Crystal Palace. We, but yeah, I we, have, we haven't, seen, like, like I think you mentioned earlier, yeah, we haven't really watched everton yeah we haven't talked to everton in a while do you maybe maybe we'll make our game everton and we'll see if we can get somebody from uh from one of the spurs groups or one of the city groups to come on the show and then we'll talk about them anyway yeah, don't mess how's that up, sound tottenham fans please yeah so let's yeah yeah don't don't screw this up for us guys because we want to watch a game let's do that we'll say we'll say cool. the game the game we're going to watch is our game is everton uh versus crystal palace mm-hmm. and uh i will go out and do my darndest to get somebody from spurs or city on the show uh to join us to talk and uh, we'll make that our third game. And if anything changes and we get somebody else, then we'll let everybody know. But cool. um, yeah, I guess to wrap this thing up, anything uh, related to fantasy? I will. I will say that uh, my team put up a whopping sixty-six points this weekend. I decided Dang. to to take the plunge and I transferred out Zlatan, brought Aguero back in, and captained him. So I had him who picked up two goals. I had Defoe who had two goals. Ozil had a goal. Sterling had a goal. I feel like. When I play fantasy football, my team is stacked with players that I expect to get points, and they never do. Um, <laughs> and I, th- I think that was the case with my, my my EPL fantasy team for the past few weeks. I'm like, why is this team not getting me any points? These are all superstars. And this was the first week that I'm like, there you go. Like, it's finally coming together. Now, it'll all fall apart next week, but 
at least for that's one usually week. how it works. Yeah, yeah. I I, uh, I got fifty one points, uh, enough to win my game, uh, barely. I think I played. Uh, oh, the younger kid, his mom wrote in. Oh yeah, Kim. oh uh, Kim Debu. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I was playing against him, so I just barely squeaked out a win. I think I won by like two points. Um, but now I'm in third place in the fantasy league. So, Josh holding it down. Coming for you, Willie Hunt. Coming yeah. for you. <laughs> we, I want to get Willie on the show, like not even to talk hounds, uh, just to talk, you know, fantasy. EPL fantasy and just have a good time with it. Um, yeah, I'm pulling up the uh, the league standings here just to see how terrible Kevin's doing. Hey, um, <laughs> let's see here. Actually, Kevin is still above me, so I can't really even talk. Ooh, Kevin's, Kevin's at 13. I am climbing at 16. I think Kevin went up actually. Yeah, yeah, Josh, you're at uh, you're at three. So I won this week um, against uh, Chris Esposito. You know, Chris is always out there on Twitter doing some great stuff. Uh, make sure you go follow him. Kev, did you, Kevin, you beat your friend Zach <laughs> I, this week? I was say, I beat my friend who, like, I'm almost positive hasn't touched it since the first week. So, <laughs> everyone listening, if you get if you get uh, Rogue One, Zach Zaffer, you're probably gonna win. It's a buy. It's I got him next week. All right. <laughs> As I say, interesting Hounds matchup this week was uh, Nikki Kalorak versus Willie Hunt, and uh, and I think they're roommates. And uh, Nikki beat him fifty to forty five. So uh, some bragging rights there. But yeah, I got uh, Richard. Yeah, next week. So Kevin gets Richard next week. I get Kim Debu next week. Josh, who, uh, Josh, have you played your wife yet? Okay, when that happens, we need to have you wait. both on because um, <laughs> I, I want Liz to come on just to talk some trash. Uh, she will if she wins. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she, she was win, she was giving sure it to me won't. after she beat me a few weeks ago. So, um, so yeah, I guess is there anything else you guys wanted to talk about as it relates to to Premier League this week before we get into all the good stuff for next week? Uh, I no. That's it. Awesome. All right, so we got a lot of stuff coming up as we talked about. If you want to watch along with us. For next week, the games we're going to talk and watch and talk about: Liverpool versus Swansea, Everton versus Palace, and we're going to, we're going to try to get somebody on from Spurs versus City. Um, yeah, get out there, you know. Make sure you're talking to us on Twitter, on Facebook. You have any questions, anything you want us to talk about, let us know. Anybody you want to ha- us to have on the show, let us know. We're going to reach out. We're going to try to get more and more people on the show, more interviews. Just keep this thing growing, keep the discussion going, and just having more fun with it. Like I said, even if we didn't have any listeners, we'd still be doing this just to get together and talk about games and have fun. And so the more people we can include in that conversation, the better. So, uh, so thanks, everybody, for listening. And, uh, you know... For, uh, for Kevin Josh, I am Mike. Uh, we'll talk to you very, very soon. Cheers. Later. <laughs>